This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, July 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. MFP details due. China talks picking up. Hemp gets Senate focus. And fixing the inspector shortage. USDA said to release the MFP details. Department of Agriculture to release payment details today for this year's version of the market facilitation program that several sources are sharing with AgriPulse. Earlier this week, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue disclosed that the payments would amount to at least $15 an acre for each qualifying farmer. But the key issue is the county payment rates. We'll be watching not only to see how high those rates are, but how much they vary between counties. China trade talks may lead to new D.C. round. The next round of U.S.-China trade talks doesn't start in Shanghai until Tuesday, but Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says he's already optimistic the two days of meetings will lead to another follow-up round in Washington. Mnuchin told CNBC in an interview yesterday, I would say there are a lot of issues. My expectation is this will be followed up with a meeting back in D.C. after this and hopefully will continue to progress. The issues to be discussed in the upcoming meeting include agriculture, according to the White House. Private Chinese firm buys U.S. soybeans. A privately owned firm, a crushing company, Yia Carey, in a subsidiary of Wilmar International, has purchased U.S. soybeans for the first time since China hit U.S. soybeans with retaliatory tariffs, according to a report by AgriCensus. Yilkeri is one of the four private companies that the Chinese government recently agreed could import U.S. soybeans without incurring the tariff. That according to John Bays, president of John C. Bays and Associates and consultant for the U.S. Soybean Export Council. This deal was for about 65,000 metric tons and will be shipped in October, Bays said. The four private companies, together with one state-owned firm, are expected to import between 2 and 3 million tons under the tariff exemption, Bays told AgriPulse. Senate Ag Probes Hemp Issues Key officials from USDA, EPA, and FDA will be testifying at a Senate agriculture hearing on industrial hemp today. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky also expected to be in attendance. McConnell, who's a member of the committee, put provisions in the 18 Farm Bill to legalize production of hemp nationwide and to make it eligible for crop insurance. The hearing comes as USDA is considering regulations for hemp, including possible compliance testing requirements and FDA's being pressed to legalize CBD as a food ingredient. Another issue likely to come up is the need for adequate production data to authorize insurance products for hemp. Senate panel acts to boost ag inspectors. A bipartisan bill increasing the number of agriculture inspectors at ports of entry is headed to the Senate floor. The bill, which the Senate Homeland Security approved unanimously yesterday, would authorize hiring 240 U.S. Customs and Border Protection agriculture specialists every year until the workforce shortage is filled. Another 200 agricultural technicians also could be hired annually to support the inspectors. According to CBP estimates, the agency is 700 inspectors short. The bill's co-sponsors include Senate Ag Chair Pat Roberts of Kansas and the Ag Committee's ranking Democrat Debbie Stabenow of Michigan. During a House Ag Subcommittee hearing last week, 
National Pork Producers Council President David Hearing said 600 additional CPB specialists were needed to help prevent the spread of African swine fever, a deadly hog disease wiping out herds in China and in East Asia. Goodyear Mexico plant shuts out U.S. lawmakers. A delegation of U.S. lawmakers was taken aback when they were barred last weekend from touring a Goodyear tire facility in San Luis Potsi, Mexico. Representative Ron Kind of Wisconsin tells AgriPulse the lawmakers were looking into whether Mexico is improving labor standards, a requirement under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, and wanted a first-hand look at a factory plagued by recent labor strife. Kind said we showed up on their doorstep Saturday to meet the plant manager, but they shut the gates down and locked us from admission. Why this matters? Well, the Goodyear response does not bode well for Mexico's ability to get the private sector to help usher in the kind of labor reform recently approved by Congress there, according to Kind. He is one of the House members demanding improved labor standards enforcement for USMCA. Goodyear spokeswoman Melissa Monaco said the company had told the U.S. consulate's office in Mexico that the tour the lawmakers wanted would not be possible. She said Goodyear is proud of our record of providing a safe and fulfilling work environment for our associates at this manufacturing facility. Corteva sees okay for enhanced yield corn. Corteva AgriScience is asking USDA to approve a genetically engineered corn trait that promises enhanced yield potential. It's the second such corn variety considered by USDA to promise higher yield. The first was a Monsanto variety, genetically engineered for increased ear biomass, approved in late 2015. The Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service will publish the petition for non-regulated status today and ask for comments through September 23rd. And the application from Ferdeca for approval of a high-yield soybean variety is pending with APHIS. NOAA pulls policy on the hypoxia and algal blooms. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration wants advice on how it should decide when harmful algal bloom and hypoxia events in marine or coastal waters rise to the level of national significance. The determination is important because it allows NOAA to make funds available to affected states or local governments to assess and mitigate the detrimental environmental, economic, subsistence use, and public health effects of the event. That according to a Federal Register notice being published today. A 2017 law gives EPA the same authority for freshwater events. NOAA said EPA would be publishing a separate notice of its own. Why it matters. Well, nutrient runoff has been implicated in forming the dead zone of the Gulf of Mexico, and the number of hypoxic water bodies in the United States has been increasing. Recent economic analysis shows effects costing hundreds of millions of dollars, according to NOAA. Here's today's She Said It. If there is a problem, we need to fix the problem, but we don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. They, the USDA, can only cite one millionaire in Minnesota who scammed the system. But I would suggest to you that the SNAP program is the program that probably has the least fraud of any program. That Representative Marsha Fudge, who chairs the House Agriculture and Nutrition Subcommittee, talking to AgriPulse about USDA's proposal to tighten eligibility standards for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, July 25th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. 
for AgriPulse Daybreak. I'm Jeff Daly.